Greetings and happy Friday. Happy first Friday of the new year. Happy new year to everyone. It's a little bit after 7 p.m. here in California in the United States. And I'd like to thank you all for spending a little bit of your Friday with me. My name is Kenyatta Robinson. Welcome to the Backyard Smoke Master Barbecue Podcast. I'll be flying solo tonight. Janine, my wife, has opted not to join in for this particular episode. Hopefully she'll be back on with us next week. But today I do have a pretty exciting topic. Many of you know that last week I talked about getting a brand new Weber Smoky Mountain. It was a surprise 30th wedding anniversary and Christmas gift and I really got a chance to spend some time with it over the last week or so. And I wanted to talk about that experience in particular. What I decided to do in terms of the first cook was I smoked a pork shoulder and out of that pork shoulder turned it into pulled pork. So let me back up a little bit. And before we really dive into this, I do want to encourage any of you who are tuning in to feel free to make comments, join the conversation, let me know where you're watching from, ask questions, just be a part of the whole process, get engaged. I appreciate the feedback that I do get during these live sessions. So with regard to getting that Weber Smoky Mountain and and this is generally the process whenever you do get a new smoker. So the first thing you want to do is what's called the burn in. And that's basically just pouring in about a chimney full of hot hot charcoal and just let those coals get really hot. And the idea is that you're just gonna sanitize the inside of the smoker, get it really hot, burn off any leftover, any components, not components, but any, I'm trying to think of the right word, any leftover particles, if that's it. If any leftover particles that may have been from the manufacture process, you just wanna get rid of all of the those impurities inside of your smoker. So you do that burn in process initially. And then from there, the next thing you want to do is you want to season the inside of your smoker. Uh, So basically, this is just smoking something a meat that's got a good amount of fat, a nice fatty content, you want to cook it pretty much at at a higher temperature. So not necessarily low and slow, which is typically where you're smoking meat, like between 225, 275. In this case, when you're doing the seasoning process, it's okay to crank it up a little bit. So what I wanted to do was to keep my temperatures well above 300 degrees, 350, 375. I was even okay letting it get all the way up to 400. And to do that, I decided to go with a pork shoulder. For people who are just starting in barbecue and they're maybe smoking their very first meat, a lot of times I get asked, what should I start with? What's a good meat to start with? 
And I will usually recommend that you go with the pork shoulder. It's a big hunk of meat. It's got a lot of fat and you can cook it hot and fast. It really works with, with a good variety of different rubs, different seasoning. And it's really almost a, a foolproof big piece of meat that you can go with. And the other benefit to smoking a, a pork shoulder is because it does take a long time to smoke, it really gives you an opportunity to start to get familiar with your smoker. Over the course of time, just pay attention to what types of modifications do you need to make, tweaks that you need to make in order to adjust the temperature and get it to sit where you want it to sit. And you just get familiar with it, whether or not your smoker likes to run a little bit hot or if you have to do more tweaks in order to get it to the temperature that you want. So that's one of the big reasons why I do recommend going with a pork shoulder for people who are just getting started in barbecue. And so for this cook, that's exactly what I did. I, I went with the pork shoulder, decided to do it hot and fast. Everyone always says that low and slow is the way to go with big pieces of meat, like a pork shoulder, like a brisket. I was wondering to myself how that process would go, whether or not cooking it hot and fast at these really high temperatures, whether or not I would notice a significant difference compared to when I cook pork shoulder low and slow. And the idea being when you go low and slow, you go low and slow is that it really gives a lot of time for the, those tough meat fibers to break down. It's taking in the smoke flavor and it's really breaking down. An average size pork shoulder is probably gonna take you, if you're cooking at low and slow temperatures, will probably take around I'm going to say maybe 10 hours at least, maybe 11, maybe 12. And they always turn out outstanding when I do low and slow. But in this case, I did decide to go, again, like I said, hot and fast. And I'm going to pull up, let me see if I can pull up some pictures here. Give you guys an idea. Just starting off here, this initial photograph, this is just an example of when I talked about for that burn-in process, getting a chimney full of charcoal nice and hot. So that's what I did for that, that burn-in process. And here's a look. This is about, I want to say maybe five hours into the cook. This was Actually, it was before I wrapped the pork shoulder, and this was like my first time taking a look at it during the process. So again, this is with me smoking at really high, hot temperatures, and I just, I really loved the bark formation at this stage. And this, that's what I really like about this photograph is that bark was coming in really nice there's always that question about should you do fat side up versus fat side down. Typically in an offset smoker, you want to go 
fat side up and in just about everything else, fat side down. Now, this is a big argument, but the idea being that the fat needs to be closest to the heat source. So in an offset smoker, the heat rises up to the top of the inside of the cooking chamber, and then it it cascades down over the meat. So in that situation, that's why the, the hottest part of the smoker is going to be up at the top. So that's why in an offset, you would go fat side up. In just about everything else, a pellet smoker, drum smokers, uh, smokers like the Weber Smoky Mountain, your heat sources is at the bottom and the heat is coming up from the bottom and then it's reaching the meat. So in that situation, like with the Weber Smoky Mountain, I went fat side down. And again, this was just turning out really nice. So that's a, another view. And this is another thing that really got me excited about getting the 22 inch model of the Weber Smoky Mountain is you just see all of that real estate up on the top grill there, the top rack. I could have gotten another pork shoulder on here easily, maybe even a third. And the Weber Smoky Mountain also has another rack uh, down lower underneath where I could have, again, added maybe two or three other pork shoulders as well. I just love the size of the 22 inch uh, model. So for the wrapping process, this was around when the pork shoulder reached around, I want to say it was between a 165 and 170 internal. You might see over there on the right side, I was using an internal meat thermometer. This is a wireless meat thermometer. So I was using the combustion and that's what I used to, to monitor the, the temperature. All right, we got our first comment and let me see if I can get that up on the screen. Oh, there we go. All right. Thank you. Yes. Love to see that Weber Smoky Mountain in action. I'm contemplating getting one to add to my offset drum PK setup. All right. So yeah, you've already got a pretty good collection and that's, that's similar to me. I have an offset. I've got a drum, got the PK and I'm really happy so far with the Weber Smoky Mountain and I'm going to be taking a look. I, I got a viewer request to do a video that compares the Weber Smoky Mountain to my drum smoker. And I'm, I am going to do that and I'll be curious to see how they compare. So far, my initial sense, and this is just after doing this one cook, I do think that they cook differently. I think drum smokers tend to cook a little bit hotter naturally than a lot of other smokers and that's okay, perfectly fine. And they're, I love my drum smoker cause they're super easy to lock in that temperature and really get that, get that temperature dialed in. 
really easy and usually just super small adjustments are all that you need with a drum smoker. And I do think maybe the difference with the Weber Smoky Mountain, I see the ability to do low and slow probably easier on the Weber Smoky Mountain versus a drum. And not that it can't be done on a drum smoker, but my initial thought is that the drums, like I said, they naturally want to cook hotter. And whereas I think the Weber Smoky Mountain may give you some more like bandwidth in terms of being able to do low and slow. I was able to do this hot and fast cook you know, on my Weber Smoky Mountain, keeping temperatures, I think my average temperature probably was around 350 throughout this cook. I got this pork shoulder done in about, actually it was six hours. And this is a look at the finished pork shoulder when I got it off of the smoker at six hours. And then I turned it into pulled pork and it was just really easy to shred that pork. Michael says, I've had equally great results, hot and fast and low and slow with shoulders on the Weber Smoky Mountain. Bark looks great. Always my first cook on a new smoker. Yeah, I think pork shoulders is the way to go when you get a new, a new smoker for sure. Again, good fat content on a pork shoulder and that's what you want because you just want all of that. You want that smoke and the condensation and everything that's coming off of that pork shoulder to, you know, to get all up inside of your new smoker and get it really seasoned. And that's just going to make your next cooks be even better. And he says, recently started using a pit barrel cooker, which cooks very different from the Weber Smoky Mountain. Yeah, I agree with that. I have... I don't currently have a pit barrel cooker in my backyard, although I do have one that I left over at my parents' house when I do cooks over there. And I agree, pit barrel cookers definitely cook, I think, different from the Weber Smoky Mountain. I think even more so than on a drum smoker, I, th I think pit barrel cookers naturally want to cook at a hotter temperature, closer to 300, maybe even a little bit hotter than that. And they're designed to just cook the way they're going to cook. Whereas some of these drum smokers like Gateway and Hunsaker, they have the exhaust where you can make little micro adjustments at the exhaust to try to really dial in a specific temperature pit barrel cookers don't have that and they just it, I, I think pit barrel cooker is an outstanding way to go especially for, for as a first first smoker for someone because if you really want like the equivalent of set it and forget it I think that's what the strength of the pit barrel cooker is just follow their guidelines with regard to getting your fire started they give you that that charcoal basket you get your coals in there get it hot and then just let it do what it's gonna do and you can make some really outstanding food in that pit barrel cooker for sure so this is basically again how 
my cook, my initial cook with the Weber Smoky Mountain win. And I was very pleased. I don't know, maybe some of you may have heard my initial story about my first experience with the Weber Smoky Mountain. This was many years ago when I first decided to get into, I wanted to get into barbecue and, and take it seriously. So I bought myself the 18 inch Weber Smoky Mountain. And at that time, I really didn't understand temperature control and I got frustrated. I got impatient trying to learn how to manage temperatures. I think I, I got caught up watching other recipes, other people on YouTube talk about, you know, and you want to smoke at 250 degrees. And I think I, I allowed myself to really get caught up in trying to keep my temperature exactly there, like at 250 and not being okay with the temperature fluctuations. I just, I can't even really remember everything that was driving me nuts initially with the Weber Smoky Mountain, but I did decide to, to sell it, my Weber Smoky Mountain 18 inch. And I've always, I had always regretted that decision because as soon as I did, and then I started to get other, other smokers and other grills. It all started to click for me. I think maybe it was just all the tinkering at the exhaust and, and figuring out how to, the intake air coming into the intake at the bottom of the smoker. It all just started to click for me. And then by then I had bought my first pellet grill. I had a gas grill. And then I really wanted to master cooking with charcoal and it was at that point, just the rec recollecting what I went through with the Weber Smoky Mountain is when it, it all started to make sense. And then I was wishing that I had kept it. And then I've been pining and eyeing it all these years. And my wife, like I said, came through and, and got me the 22 inch. So I'm really excited to do some more cooks on the Weber Smoky Mountain. I do intend, like I said, to do a video where we're going to take a look at do a close comparison looking at the weber smoky mountain side by side to the hunsaker like i said i have some initial thoughts about how i think that will go but it'll be good to to actually do a deep dive in a video on that so keep the questions or keep the comments coming in. I definitely appreciate, again, the, the feedback. But again, getting back to that, my initial thought then about whether or not, at least with a pork shoulder, is it definitely better to do a pork shoulder low and slow as opposed to hot and fast? And my conclusion is I don't really see a benefit to doing low and slow, that you have to do low and slow to get an outstanding pork shoulder. I think you can get just as good shredded pork going hot and fast as you can low and slow. That, that's basically what I came away with. The, the smoke ring was definitely evident on this particular cook. 
and the meat just fell apart nice and easy. The bone, that, that blade just slid out really nice. So I, yeah, I'm a, a full on uh, proponent now of doing pork shoulders hot and fast. Six hours, that was great. Um, on the Weber Smoky Mountain. So when I did it, I didn't use any water. I didn't even use the water bowl for the cook. I just, you know, got the coals going and uh, just let it go. All right, Dean says, hi from Pasadena, Maryland. Offset stick burner guy and a Baltimore Ravens fan. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, Dean. Yeah, you guys definitely stuck it to us. The Ravens, they handed it to the Niners in that first meeting. I think they both have a great chance of, of getting to the Super Bowl. We'll see how that works out, but definitely enjoying the, the season so far and looking forward to the playoffs. Michael says it's generally accepted that the 22-inch Weber Smoky Mountain cooks hotter, cooks slightly hotter than the Weber Smoky Mountain 18. I personally think that's a plus for poultry. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. I've always thought it's better to cook poultry at a hotter temperature than you would many of the other briskets, pork shoulder typically. Because the idea being that when you're cooking poultry at higher temperatures, that helps with the skin, helps make it be less chewy, less rubbery. So yeah, if you smoke a, a poultry and if you keep that temperature around 225, 250, probably get a really good smoke flavor on the bird, but the skin tends to be really chewy, really rubbery. I, I totally agree. All right, so P3AK930, question, do you feel like it will last? That is truly my only reason for not pulling the trigger on it yet. I know it seems like a small reason, but for half a grand, the 22 inch he's talking about, it's definitely something to consider. And he's tuning in from Texas. I do think it will last, and I, I don't really have any reason to think that it won't last. And just my initial thought on that is when it comes to bullet-shaped smokers, I know people were smoking with drums, like making their own drums. The Weber Smoky Mountain has been around for a long time. So it's, yeah, I think it, it has stood the test of time and you see them, you've seen them on the barbecue circuit now for years. In, in terms of the build, I guess it's pretty much made pretty similar, same type of material as on your Weber kettle, which is also pretty iconic. And you see a lot of kettles that have been, that people have had for years. So I, yeah, I don't really have any concern. I, the Weber Smoky Mountain, it's built very well, very solid, especially that 22. It does not feel flimsy at all. I think it's built well and there's not much to, in my opinion, not much you have to do in order to take care of it. 
I have a cover, so when I'm not using it, I'm just gonna throw the cover on mine. And other than that, I yeah, I have no concerns about whether or not it will be able to last. I think it will be just fine. All right, so I'm gonna take a pause for the cause and, and let you guys know that the this episode of the Backyard Smokemaster podcast is sponsored by Backyard Smokemaster Barbecue. So I'm sponsoring this episode myself. And I do want to let you guys know that I do have a new barbecue course. So if you know someone who wants to learn how to really get the fundamentals of, of cooking, smoking with charcoal in one month, I think this would be a great course for you. Also, if you have experience already, you might pick up some things and be able to level up your skills. I do have a video, so let me play this video and hopefully for you guys, if you have any questions, you're interested, you'll look into it further. You can become a backyard pit master in just one month. Whether you're a complete novice or already have experience under your belt, our brand new course is designed to help you master the art of picking great barbecue in your backyard. Hello, my name is Kenyatta Robinson of Backyard Smokemaster Barbecue. In this course, we'll cover all of the core fundamentals and recipes needed to have you cooking delicious barbecue in no time. You will learn fire management and temperature control on a charcoal grill, recipes for pulled pork, beer can chicken, creole honey butter salmon, beef ribs, barbecue shotgun shells, baby back ribs, brisket, how to make your own rubs, and more. I will show you how to smoke your favorite meat to perfection. Taking everyday ingredients, I'm going to teach you the core fundamentals and recipes so that you can make great tasting barbecue that will impress everyone around you. The video lessons and downloadable recipes are yours to keep forever. Plus, if you sign up for VIP access, you will be able to access my extensive video library that is full of tips, tricks, and recipes all in one convenient location. Watch the videos anytime and contact me directly with your questions. What are you waiting for? Buy the course now and let's get your barbecue journey started today. And let me just share this information with you. So again, it's a new course that we're offering. And if you are one of the first 10 people to sign up for the course, you can receive 50% off. And to get more information to sign up, just go to backyardsmokemaster.com forward slash course, enter the coupon code first 10. So that's all one word just F-I-R-S-T-1-0, and then you can receive 50% off. Okay, yeah, guys, let me know if you have any other questions, comments with regard to the Weber Smoky Mountain, or if you have questions about other smokers, grills. Let me tell you a little bit more about my background. I am a self-professed barbecue hobbyist. I got really serious about the hobby around 2014, 2015. That's when I the, the bug really hit me. And like I mentioned, I started off 
getting myself that 18 inch Weber Smoky Mountain. I also bought a Weber Master Touch. And then from there, my, my collection in my backyard has really grown. I currently own, and I, I might not be able to name all of them, but I do have a Mac One Star General Pellet Smoker. I've had a Weber Genesis gas grill and recently was able to, when the Weber Smoky Mountain was delivered, Ace Hardware took away the Weber Genesis because it has been, had been sitting in my garage for years. Let's see, I have a Weber Summit Kamado and I also have two Hunsaker drum smokers. Let's see, I've got the Camp Chef flat top grill. I've got the pit barrel cooker over at my parents' house. I've got a Weber Smoky Joe, another Weber kettle. And then the point where I really knew that I was serious about barbecue is when I got myself the Lone Star Grills 20 by 42 offset smoker. So I've got a lot going on in my backyard. All right. Oh, did you order the upgraded door for it yet? And any of the other upgrades that you're thinking of? So yes, actually, the upgraded door arrived today from, I ordered it from Cajun Bandit. Cajun, yeah, Cajun Bandit. I haven't done anything with it yet, but it, it did arrive today. I'm still awaiting delivery of the hinge because thanks to some of the advice that you guys gave me last week, my concern about ordering the hinge for the Weber Smoky Mountain was I was thinking that if you put the hinge on, that meant that the lid would be permanently attached to the center, the center section of the Weber Smoky Mountain. And one of the things that I really like about the Smoky Mountain is that you can easily take it apart and break it down into the components, which will make it easier to transport. Like my, my Hunsaker drum smoker, it's all one big, solid, heavy drum. I'm getting up there and lifting, putting that thing in and out of my pickup truck is, is a bit of a challenge. So th that was one of the things that was attractive about the Weber Smoky Mountain. So what I learned is that the hinges, not just the one from Cajun Bandit, but from others, the hinge has a pin in it that you can take out and that allows you to easily separate the lid from the center section. So I'm, I'm still waiting on the hinge to arrive. So I got the door. I may order the casters, the wheels, because that'll make it easier to move it around. I, I think it was out of stock the last time that I checked. And then I also learned about another company that makes an upgraded charcoal basket. So I also ordered the, the upgraded charcoal basket from Cajun Bandit, so it's larger and allows you to have more fuel. But then there's another company that the name escapes me, but there's another company out there that makes a basket that also has integrated into the basket like a cylinder that helps facilitate the ability to took with the, I think it's the minion method. It makes it easy to put hot coals right in the center inside of that cylinder. 
and then the hot coals in the middle will then light the other and slowly burn the unlit coals that surround it. And that seems to be, from what I can tell, one of the preferred ways to cook with the Weber Smoky Mountain. So that looks really attractive to me. And I think I probably will end up ordering that charcoal basket as well. So for you guys, it seems like there's a few of you here that are watching who have the Weber Smoky Mountain. Do you guys prefer the Minion method? Or do you do something else in terms of setting up your charcoal and burning through? I, I did do the minion method for this initial cook with the, the pork shoulder. And I thought that that went really well. Again, it, I got it done in about six hours and had no issues, no issues with the fuel. So that, that worked out pretty nice. But yeah, I think those will be the extent of the modifications that I'll make. I went back and forth in my head about whether or not I should get the door for the, the Weber Smoky Mountain. Because just observing during that initial cook, I didn't see a whole lot of smoke loss coming out of the door. There was a lot of smoke just in general, but I think that was because it was the seasoning process. And I, I expect that as I cook more and more, that I'll see less smoke in general coming from the Weber Smoky Mountain. But yeah, so I think the door, it'll be nice. It'll look good, but I think that'll be the extent of it. So let me know. I've heard so far we've got some folks thinking about getting the Weber Smoky Mountain. And so I, getting back to that, I think another common question is, if you're in the market for a new smoker, should you get the Weber Smoky Mountain or should you just get the Weber Summit Kamado? Before we go there, Michael, at this comment, if I can get it to stay on the screen. So Michael says, Minion method in Weber Smoky Mountains and pit barrel cookers every time. The WSM will seal up with use. Yeah, that's my expectation. I do want the doors. Lava Lock also makes a really nice door, but I'll probably purchase the Cajun Bandit. Yeah, I just, I went with the Cajun Bandit because that was mostly what was being recommended to me, but I don't really have any proof that one is any better than the other. I was just really eager and amped up to, to get some upgrades going. So I just went with the Cajun Bandit stuff. But yeah, so with regard to whether or not you should buy a Weber Smoky Mountain or buy a Weber Summit Kamado, and it's a good, it's an interesting question. Uh, so from the smoking perspective, I, I already see some differences between the two. I, I just feel like the Smoky Mountain is naturally set up for smoking as it should be. The Weber Summit Kamado is extremely versatile and you can do you can cook low and slow hot and fast and that's why i love it so i don't know i i think 
if I'm purely wanting a smoking experience, I'm probably gonna lean Summit, I'm sorry, Smoky Mountain, at least right now. But if I'm looking for a really versatile cooker that can do it all, hot and fast, low and slow, got a bunch of accessories that allows you to cook in many different ways, then yeah, I think that's, that, that's a great way to go. The lava lock is pretty neat. Looks like the cotton gin smoker front door with the hatch. This is something that I love about barbecue in general, that there's just a lot of competition out there, not just from the perspective of the different kinds of smokers and grills that you can get, but also in terms of the accessories, the third party, just a lot of different options available. I also loved kind of the marriage between like technology and barbecue as well, where technology comes in. That being said, even though technology is a big help, and, and this is especially when you're thinking about like the pellet grills and other grills that have these electronically controlled thermostats that will adjust the temperatures for you automatically. There's still something really pure and awesome about just cooking with wood splits, like in an offset smoker, and then cooking with charcoal, like in a Weber Summit Kamado. Don't have to worry about any moving parts breaking down on you. And that's really where you establish your own skill as a pit master, learning how to manage manage temperature, fire management and temperature control, for sure. Those are big pluses. Again, wanna mention, if you want to get more information, more, more podcast episodes, more barbecue information, make sure to check out the Backyard Smoke Master website. Our podcast can be accessed at backyardsmokemaster.com forward slash podcast. And that will allow you to watch all of the episodes that we have done so far. Or you can listen to the podcast on your favorite podcast player. And then another cool thing about the website is we have a new feature on there called Ask Kenyatta. And basically when you go to the website, there's a orange chat icon up in the upper right hand corner. And you can type in a question like, how do you smoke baby back ribs? And you just share a little information, your name, your email address. And then within seconds, you will get step-by-step -step instructions on how to smoke baby back ribs on, you know, that'll appear right on the screen for you. Um, so it's a really cool feature. Um, it's got a lot of information about barbecue. So check it out. The podcasts are on Spotify as well. They're also on Apple music and or Apple podcasts and pretty much wherever Again, wherever you, you like to consume your favorite podcasts, you can get them easy to access. So again, between the website, YouTube, Facebook, 
and the traditional sources of getting podcasts were definitely available. All right, so I think we're slowing down on the questions and the comments. I do want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in, spending a bit of your Friday evening with us. And if you're in a different part of the world, it, it's already Saturday. I do appreciate you taking the time. We're just trying to get as much barbecue information out there for the backyard, the backyard pitmaster, backyard cooks who are really excited and really wanting to, to up up their their knowledge up their skills so that that's really what this is all about sharing information and encouraging everyone to get out there either try barbecue for the first time or just go ahead and if you've already got a grill or a smoker i know a lot of times guys will buy it and then they'll get excited they'll cook on it maybe one time maybe it doesn't didn't go the way that they wanted to and then it just sits and they're not doing anything with it and that's what we don't want we want to encourage you to get out there and enjoy your grills and your smokers so again thank you again for tuning in and be sure to join us same time next week We'll be back with a new episode, new topics. This is Kenyatta Robinson. Thank you for tuning in to the Backyard Smokemaster Barbecue Podcast. Have a great rest of your weekend, and I will talk to you later.